The little secret is that we think anything with R, like a pirate in it, is hilarious. I don't know why. So you could take any name and you put an R with like Sean, Sharn, and we always we always put Anderton in any of our movies oh, you as just, well. What that was a secret. Oh, um, there you go. That's big news. Um, is it is it big news? We'll see. Now it's going to be an exclusive. <laughs> it's great to meet you both. I want to say before we start here, uh, game night is a masterpiece. Oh, thank it you. is the funniest and most well-made comedy of the past 10 years. There's nothing better than Rachel McAdams saying, oh no, he died. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. You're That's our, a good you're line our, reading. You're our new favorite journalist. <laughs> uh, you know, just going from there into something like this, which is an adaptation of a known IP, you get this project on your guys' desk, Dungeons and Dragons. What was like a key thing for you two? to make sure that the movie was accessible for all audiences and not just people that were already familiar with D&D. &D. Well, what was appealing to us on the heels of Game Night was the fact that it's a much smaller movie, you know? It's, <laughs> it's half the, the budget, half the size. Uh, no, it was, it was obviously the most ambitious thing that we'd done, but we thought that it was such a fun way into the fantasy world that hadn't been done before. And also an opportunity to kind of bring uh, whatever that voice is that we brought to smaller movies onto a bigger canvas. It was really exciting to us. And, you know, that's what we ultimately were able to do. Um, even though this movie has a great deal of heart and it's grounded in many ways and it's never a spoof, you'll laugh out loud watching it. In that aspect, like, what was important for you guys now? You have the geek cred. You guys have worked on geeky stuff before. Mm -hmm. um, what was important for you to bring out of the D&D IP, you know, to pull out the DNA of Dungeons and Dragons to put into this movie? Um, I think it's just a unique tone. I think it allows us to really have fun with the material and the world, but also uh, lean into the sort of earnest heart that I think is inherent in any good campaign. Uh, we really wanted people to feel something beyond just laughing or being scared or excited by the action moments. We wanted to bring a tear to people's eye, and I think there is no better way to do that than with Dungeons and & Dragons. And, and we also, um, we wanted to capture kind of that feeling of not being able to control what happens to you um, and, and <laughs> having to pivot when you roll badly. There's no breaking the fourth wall. It's never portrayed as a game, but it feels like the experience of being on a campaign, I think. Absolutely. I've played a little bit of D&D. I'm not like a massive, uh, uh, you know, I'm not super knowledgeable about the world, but I've played D&D and you come up with a plan A, then a plan B, then a plan C, then a plan, like right. you, it, that's exactly what happens. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to ask about, I think my favorite character in the movie was named, please correct me if I'm wrong, Jornathan? Jarnathan. Jarnathan. Is it J-A-R-N-A-T-H-A-N? Is that yeah. what it is? Yeah, that's right. Anytime this character's name was spoken, I was giggling like this is a tell tell me about jarnathan because i want audiences to know about jarnathan when well, they go see the movie well the, here's the, the the little secret is that we think anything with r like a pirate in it is hilarious i don't know why so you could take any name and you put an r with like sean sharn what the hell <laughs> also uh, edgin's last name in the movie is darvis so yeah, we love the R's. It's kind of, and we always, we always put Anderton in any of our movies oh, you as just, well. What? That was a secret. Oh, um, there you go. That's big news. Well, um, is, it, is it big news? We'll see. Now it's going to be an exclusive. Um, Jonathan is an Aracocra. He's kind of a nobleman, a noble bird. 
and um, he shows up at the beginning of the film as part of this absolution council in the uh, parole hearing. That An absolute nightmare to shoot because he's carrying this uh, wing rig that was about 600 pounds and we needed uh, lines from, from the ceiling to support some of the weight. But it was, it was just a testament to the geniuses at Legacy Effects that did all of our practical effects work, they made Baby Yoda, uh, that just brought this insanely absurd character to life in a tangible and realistic way. You got Aarakocra, you got Dragonborn in the film. There are so many amazing practical elements to the movie. I'm so glad you guys brought that up. And I can't wait for audiences to meet Jarnathan, who's my new favorite character. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Guys so <laughs> Thank you so much. Have a It's almost Australian, I realize. It's almost <laughs> <laughs> My first question for you both is, uh, I'm kind of like a casual D&D player. I've played a few times, but I'm not an expert in the lore. Did you two, I mean, I've always found the community to be very welcoming in that regard, but did you two put any pressure on yourselves to like dive into this 40 plus year lore? And Or are you the type of person that enjoys doing that kind of research? I like doing that kind of research. Same. I also knew a bit about it going into it, anyways. So it wasn't that hard. I already was starting doing. I didn't things. know anything about it, but I spent the two weeks of quarantine that we had to do in Ireland uh, reading these giant textbooks of D and D lore and learning all about what it means to be a half elf <laughs> and a sorcerer. And that was really cool. It's better than other research that I had to do for roles before. Sophia, I saw that you said that you watched animal documentaries, and I would like to ask if that's true, because if it wasn't, it was a very funny joke. Uh, but if it was true, what did you watch? What did you pick up from I, I, animal documentaries? I, I, I do exaggerate a bit. I, I did <laughs> I did watch a bit of animal documentaries, like animal clips and stuff. Of uh, Like what? Like Name uh, one. Like how, I don't know. <laughs> it was like how birds <laughs> land and how they, like, that's they, cool. They take off, like what they do with their their feet and what they how they muscle, like how they move into the. So for that scene where you have to like turn like, into or a how bird. they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. That so that's cool. why I did that movement. Yeah, that's <laughs> cool. Because the, the thing I watched, um, but yeah, no, that was sort of a joke. Thank you for finding it funny, <laughs> but uh, it's based on a bit of truth. And justice, your character is supposed to be like unsure of himself. So how do you prepare? knowing your character is going to sort of be underprepared in a way? That's a really good question. Well, as a sorcerer, um, <laughs> <laughs> the whole character arc of Simon is that he has an immense power. He just doesn't know how to access it. So I didn't have to necessarily prepare how to be bad at magic. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say that what was interesting to me was the act of spellcasting. I wanted to ground it in some form of language because I feel like if spellcasting was real, it would be a form of communication to the space around you. And I thought of sign language because I'm learning a bit of sign language right now and I have been for a couple of years. So I would ground the gestures in a certain sign that had to do with the intended action of the spell. Uh, it's not the exact sign, but I would slightly morph it. It's inspired by it. Yeah, I would morph it in, in order to make it look more spellcastery. Um, and that was really fun. 
Well, it came this. across. It came across. Again, again, you guys are fantastic. You do great work. You're wonderful in this movie. So thank you, Sophia. Thank you, Justice. Thank you very much. Thank you. thank you. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye.